This is The Business Machine, where we talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. We know that they, as high-energy, non-stop, inspirational leaders, are behind their well-oiled machines. We will get their tips and tools and also listen to their mistakes and how they overcame them. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines and create a great team so that our machines will eventually run themselves. So get ready. Up next, the business machine is firing up. everybody and welcome to Business Machine or Learning from Our Mistakes. I'm Brian Town, your host and welcome to episode 004 and it's an exciting day here, a beautiful day out here in Michigan on Friday and Business Machine and Learning from Our Mistakes is a show dedicated to interviewing small business owners and entrepreneurs and not only talking about their business but specifically talking about things that they've done that have worked well for them and then more importantly things that they've done that haven't worked so well and so I think learning from our mistakes is is a super important thing and, and something that small business owners struggle with daily so with that today I want to welcome our guest Amanda Washburn and Amanda Washburn is the owner of Rough Draft Solutions a content marketing firm here in Lansing Michigan and their aim at Rough Draft Solutions is to help customers more effectively articulate the value you provide, they provide, while solving the customer's most frustrating problems. Together, they'll identify your marketing objectives and create a content strategy that will take your customer relationships to the next level. I love that. So Amanda, welcome. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. This is exciting. So if somebody came up to you at a networking party, and you and I go, and we were just talking before the show that we haven't networked this summer, and it's kind of like, you know, you feel bad about it, but it's kind of like, ah, oh, man, thank goodness. Cause <laughs> right. They're, you know... As much as we have to do them, they're you know, sometimes not as the thing that we always want to do. But if somebody came up to you at one of those and they said, hey, nice to meet you, what do you do? Right. So I would say that I'm the owner of Rough Draft Solutions, and we specialize in creating content for businesses that their customers actually want to read, right? So that's newsletters and blog posts and website content and proposals and grant writing. So tell me... Is that a struggle? Because, you know, I know that's a struggle for us, and we're a marketing company. But, right. you know, th with your help, we were able to develop a lot of content. But is that a struggle that a lot of business owners are having right now? Absolutely. It's across the board. That's really why I started the business is that I saw so many small businesses out there that don't have a marketing department or they don't have anyone that's dedicated to creating content. So they lose that opportunity to communicate with their customers in a meaningful way. So there are so many small businesses out there that just need someone to help them get their messages out there. And it takes a lot of time. And, you know, developing content, here we have a great writer on staff, a couple great writers on staff, Melissa and Allie, and, and then, you know, we have some great interns too. But here we are telling our clients that they have to do content marketing and blogs, and we weren't doing a great job at it. So even as a marketing firm, it's difficult. So I can't imagine for somebody that's, say, you know, maybe they're an HVAC company right. or maybe they're a small restaurant. I mean, they don't have time to do it. Right, and they don't understand the strategy behind right. it too. So it's not a lot just of, writing, hey, no, how's it going? Right. Yeah. A lot of people feel like, oh, I just have to have a blog or I have to send out right. a newsletter. But they don't think about, well, what's my goal? And depending on what your goal is, whether it's to get more leads or it's to raise awareness, you create different type of content because it matters different to your – it reads different to your customers. And yesterday we were talking to um, Amanda Stitt from Change Media, and I asked her how and why she started her company, and, and it's very similar to what you just said, is you saw a need, and you, you saw a way that you thought you could help, and so you started 
rough draft solutions. Is that kind of how it happened? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I don't think I ever had in my mind, oh, I really want to be a big business owner, and I'm not an entrepreneur necessarily in mind that, okay, I have all these ideas that I want to start. Um, I had an awesome internship in college, and it was more like I was an independent contractor for someone who had a business like mine. And I was able to work one-on-one with consult with clients. I was able to create content. And that inspired me that someday I want to be able to have that. And it was just, I didn't think I'd be able to start it this early on in my career. Um, but through the different jobs I had, I just kept seeing small businesses that weren't effectively communicating with their customers. And frankly, they weren't communicating with their employees either. So just realizing that there was an opportunity to help them and empower them and lead them in the direction where they could take their business to the next level, right? If you're doing awesome, awesome things and no one knows about it, how are you going to grow your business? Right, and I love that too. And, and I, you say you're not really an entrepreneur or you didn't really think you were, <laughs> right. but, but you are. And by definition, I mean, and I think the easiest way to define it is, is an entrepreneur is, you know, so there's two types of people really. Somebody that sees a need and sees how they can do something better but doesn't do anything about it. Right. They know they see it and they either complain about it or, or, or whatever and don't do anything about it. But an entrepreneur, they see something and then they do it. And right. they make that leap into, well, I can do this. And it wasn't really like, should I do it? Should I not do it? You were like, let's just do it. Yep. yep. I decided <laughs> might as well stop dreaming about it and thinking about it. Let's just go do it. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and briefly, how's it going? It's going awesome. Um, I will say that this summer has been the most fun I have ever had in my career. Um, We finally got to a place where people really know who we are and what we're doing, and the phone just keeps ringing. And the work that we're doing, the variety of companies that we get to work with has just been thrilling because we get to have fun every single day, and the result is that our, our our customers, excuse me, are doing so much better. And I love that, too, because a lot of people, when you talk, how's it going, they're like, oh, my gosh, we're so busy. But you didn't say that. You're, you're like, it's awesome. It's oh. fun. It's amazing. The phone won't stop ringing. I love it. And yeah. It's so fun. We, I was able to even bring on two people this summer. Um, they're both students, but they are you know, further on in their, their educational career, and they are. I treat them as employees, right? Sure. These two ladies have just added so much to the company in terms of quality content, creativity, and they're even helping me with my business because, like you said, um, as a business owner that is, you know, promoting creating content, I was not creating content. I know. Content. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <I> <laughs> oh, think, it's hilarious. I think all but... business owners, if they're driving in the car right now, they're shaking their head and they're going, yep, we don't do that. Oh, absolutely. But for me, I felt, I felt embarrassed. I was like, man, yeah. if I'm preaching right. that you have to be doing this and it's so important – why am I not doing it? So yeah. to have team members that I get to collaborate with now and we get to share ideas and I get to tell them, okay, this is what I'm thinking for a blog post. How can we make this happen? And then they make it happen is so, so rewarding. Yeah. And that's, you know, we've had such good luck with students from MSU and LCC. We've just, you know, we found the right ones. They found yeah. us. And, and I can't tell you, they, you know, they are employees. I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, they, even our interns um, that we started as just unpaid interns, some of them. I mean, they, gosh, they've done so much and brought so much to this company. We couldn't do it without them. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about 10 years. You know, I like, I think as small business owners, I think we're always looking and sometimes we get so busy and we forget to, but you always got to look for that next thing. And it's always got to be, okay, great. We're really busy right now, but how are we going to continue to build what happens in December when it gets really slow or February? But I want to even go further. Tell me what rough draft solutions looks like in 10 years. Oh man, that's a scary and exciting question. Um, 
you know, really, if we're dreaming big here, I'm thinking, you know, downtown Lansing location. That's beautiful. Like, I would love, yeah, you know, sweet. a restored location right. that, you know. Tall all, ceilings, wood oh, floors. Oh, uh-huh, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? I know. We have that um, same, yeah. But internally, really what I want is I want to have, you know, a few client service managers who are really helping me grow the business and looking for opportunities. And then I want to have a staff of professional writers and editors who are dedicated to really that content creation, that strategy for for our customers, because content is going to continually change. And we're at a place now where people feel like, man, it's information overload. How do we break through that? So I want to make sure we have a staff who's focused on that. And then I also want to always, always have an internship program, because to me, that's the best thing we can we can do for young professionals is give them that experience before they graduate to to lead them in the right direction. Yeah, I, I like that. And, um, you know, I, content's going to change, but there's always going to be a need for content. But you're right. You, you know, a lot of people might think, well, it's just words. Mm-hmm. But there is strategy behind that. And um, what you said about interns is amazing. I, I had a great internship when I was in college at Home TV in Meridian Township. And I still think that almost every job that I got somehow was related to that internship and even here now that I started my own company at Michigan Creative we still run into people from home tv we actually have an intern on staff that Hmm. is an intern Mm -hmm. at home tv too I'm like hey did you know I was there 20 (laughs) years ago (laughs) you might not want to before you were born that's right (laughs) right yeah I I just have felt like I want to create an environment where people are excited to come to work every day and that I've gotten a little taste of that with my interns is that if you can find out what are their goals and make them think about what are their goals and what do they want to learn and you can give them access to that opportunity uh-huh. and then culture their strengths and help you know help them improve their weaknesses it's just awesome and yeah. people want to come to work every day they can have that flexibility like you know they can go on vacation when they want to sure. i just i want to create that place where people are so excited to come to work. Yeah, and I think that's what you and I want or what you and I wanted in jobs or that's yep. what we felt and so we want to be able to give it to other people and I love that culture. I think everybody so far that we've talked to here um, on the business machine has that same idea. That's what they want. And they see the value because they want it for themselves, Mm -hmm. but they also see what it brings to their employees and then to their customers, but ultimately to the business. Right. Well, it's absolutely attainable. To me, if you love your work, one, you're going to be a happier person and you're going to create better work because you're enjoying it. And I'm not someone who's a proponent of, okay, I want you to enjoy what you're doing because I want you to work 70 hours a week. Yeah. I still want people to have, you know, a life, but I want them to be happy to be at work. Yeah, so if you really love it, then you might as well just sleep here. Oh, I cannot. Oh. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. I had a boss who told me that once and <laughs> was literally, was very, very serious. And now it. you have no boss. And now I have no boss. I like that. <laughs> and now, Amanda, here's the scary section that no one likes to talk about. And when I was starting this podcast, people were like, Don't put that in there. That's so <laughs> negative. Don't even put it in your title. No one's going to want to do that. And I thought, well, no, that's what I want. And, and when I was, you know, I tell the story a lot. And I'm like, well, when I'm done here at Michigan Creative, whenever that is, could be tomorrow. We don't know. Um, <laughs> Depending on how this podcast goes. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is the make or break. <laughs> but I said, you know, I'm going to write a book. And I'm not going to write a book about all the great things mm. that we did. I'm going to write a book about all the things that we messed up or all the mistakes that we made. And everybody that I talk to goes, I would read that book. That would mm-hmm. be very helpful. So I wanted to put a show together that really talked about just those mistakes, the little ones, the big ones, whatever, just to give people either the comfort, like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's good. We did that too. That's right. not that bad. Or, oh, yeah, that would be a, that's something I probably shouldn't do. So what do you think so far was your biggest mistake? Or tell someone what you should not do. 
Well, when I started my business, I wasn't someone who had a business on the side, right? I didn't have a network of professionals or business owners that I knew at all, right? So my focus when I started the business was how do I meet people? How do I tell them about who I am and you know what I'm doing? And the biggest mistake was not having a strategic plan in those first nine months. Um, I've only been open since March of 2014, so we're still a very young company and well, we don't have too many more mistakes in the future, but um, really not having a strategic plan, you know, a lot of people kind of overlook it or they think, ah, whatever, that's old school. But once I made a strategic plan at the end of 2014, it gave me so much more direction. And it was, you know, the thing that I needed to have metrics and goals and things that I was striving for because that first nine months I was just kind of like, okay, I've just got to, you know, hit the pavement and do all these things and, I just didn't have a clear direction. And so I think I would have reached the success that I'm at now earlier if I would have had that plan earlier, right? And I think that's what I, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs fall into that because entrepreneurism and starting your own business in this day and age seems fun and different and just go fly off the hip. And somebody told me once that, you know, there's a reason why there's these business policies in place. (laughs) And there's, there's a reason why over the last hundred years that they've worked. Right. And small and big businesses, if you follow a plan, at least have a plan is important. Well, the process of creating the plan is where so much value is because if you have no goals where you're striving for, you know, what, how do you know if you're succeeding, right? Or how do you figure out, okay, this really hasn't been working for a couple months. I need to reroute and figure something else out. So that I would recommend just, and even talking to a professional about it. I didn't have a business coach or anyone that I talked to about what in the world I was doing and having those conversations are important early on. Yeah, business coach, somebody at the SBDC, oh, absolutely. somebody around those lines that can just help you put stuff in place. And I think we always are like, no, you know, I know if I do it this way, it's going to work. I think it's, you know, we get into trouble when we don't listen to people that have done it or have seen it done successfully. Oh, yeah. At the end of last year, I spoke with someone at the SBDC, and she'll know who she is when she listened <laughs> to this. But you know, she told me, she looked me in the face and she said, you're not charging enough. You need to raise your prices because people are not going to take you seriously. Right, right. And That's that a was, hard thing to do. Oh, and it's really hard to hear. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I knew it was true. Yeah. Um, and since I've done that and since I got a strategic plan in place, you know, it's been a completely different business. Right. Yeah. yeah charging what you're, not only what you're worth, but people want to pay for something if they can associate a value to it. Mm-hmm. And if it's very, very cheap, they become leery. Oh, yeah. And I think I, I, it's just it's just important to have those conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, what was one thing that you tried that you're like, this is a really good idea, and this is going to be awesome, but then it wasn't. Well, I think the thing so far was just in the beginning, thinking it could be all things to everyone, right? So, I when people would ask me what do I do, I'm like, oh, I'm a marketing and communication consultant, and I do blah 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 blah. Yeah, people glaze over when yeah. you say that, yeah. right? So right. understanding that, okay, you need to break it down, you need to focus, and noticing what the needs were. So when I was out talking to people, I realized, man, it's really content that people are struggling with, and that's our strong suit. So why don't we just focus on that and tell people, oh, we we write content, we yeah. write blogs, simple. we write newsletters, right? right? So keep it simple. Everybody that's been in here um, and other podcasts that I've listened to about businesses, that's what they say. Really? That's exactly what they huh. say. They're like, do what you do best, and that's all you do. Right. And so I, I heard on a podcast that said, instead of going a mile wide hmm. and an inch deep, go a mile deep and an inch wide. Right. And you know, we, we struggle with that as well, and we still do. 
And so I think finding that niche and doing that, and even though Amanda from Change Media was here and she was talking about how they were just going to do everything for everyone. Mm -hmm. And when new, when clients said, Hey, can you do this? They said, absolutely. And because it was money, it was work. And they thought that if they could do that thing for the client, then they'll be able to later on do what they really want to do for them. But it never worked out. Right. And it took too much of their time. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, Amanda, you have to work on as a entrepreneur and a small business owner? What's your biggest fault and what do you struggle with as a small business owner? You know what's sad is that, you know, when I read that question, I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> I asked my husband and he did not hesitate in his answer. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah I know. We could go on. We? Was he very careful? Oh, no. He said <laughs> uh, accounting and filing paperwork. Yep. And, um, you know, that's something, unless that's in you, that's something I think a lot of business owners struggle with. And, it's not that, you know, I have the records, it's all there, but it's just not organized how it should be. It's not an automated system. And so I know that I either need to figure that out and do it myself or I need to delegate it. Yeah. But that that's the, the thing that's in the back of my mind that I think about that is wasting my energy yep. by thinking about and not just taking care of. And then you need to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's a hard thing to do, but that, yeah, you have to get rid of delegation is huge. Yeah. So, well, good. I like that. So you did well. That wasn't that bad, was it? Oh, no. That, that was <laughs> that less was scary than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. And now this long list of questions from your husband. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> that's not on air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, thank you for that. That's great in, uh, insight and, and great uh, information about some mistakes that we made along the way. And, and like you said earlier, too, they're not these huge, big, dark mistakes, but um, they're just things that now, in hindsight, uh, what you would do. So now let's talk about, you know, i, I got to find a better way to phrase this because I hate the work-life balance, the way mm-hmm. that sounds, because to me it sounds too... High level, I'm like, eh, bleh, you know, work-life balance, you know. <laughs> but it's important for small business owners. And, and I think why I don't like work, work, the word work-life balance is because if you really like your work and your work is part of your life, but that being said, we could work all the time. Because of our phones, because of communication, we could definitely be sitting on email all the time when we get home. So how do you separate that or how do you really recharge your batteries and, and how do you have that life when you're a small business owner too? Right. Um, if you asked me this last year, I probably wouldn't have a good answer because I had too much life, not enough work. Oh, right? well, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the opposite. No, no, no. So this summer has really been when I've learned the real struggle of, wow, I'm actually really, really enjoying my work and I have more work than I probably can handle, right? Um but work life and ba- work life balance is important to me and it's important to our family. So the way we approach it is that, you know, when you have big deadlines and when there's a lot of like there's an influx of work, you just know that you're going to work more hours than normal, right? And that's a sacrifice and a blessing all in one. Sure. Um and so that's that's kind of my approach is that we work till we we reach our deadlines and then after that the next week you take more time off or you know you you're able to go camping that weekend um that's something my husband and I love to do is to go camping be outside kayaking bike riding really for me to recharge I just need to not have my phone with me and not be checking my email yeah and that that everybody said the same thing is there with our phones today as business we have our computer with us the whole time and clients know that 
Right. And we feel as small business owners that if a client emails us, we have to get right back to them. Yeah. But you don't. Yeah. It, my husband struggles with that sometimes. I'm like, oh, well, it's just a quick email. Let me just get you know, rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Right. But how many quick emails? That <laughs> yeah. to, right? right. I know. But we like to me, I feel like if you work hard in a you know focused amount of time, you can get the work done. Right. And to me, I'd much rather just get the work done and then be able to enjoy time off. Like I don't, I'm not someone who feels like I have to be working all the time. Right. I definitely think that you need that balance and the time to relax and to unplug, to really do creative work well. Um, and so I, I just think it's important. And you know, when, when you do have time away from work to be really present in yeah. that. Right. Yeah, and I like the two things you said, being present in that is important. And I try to do that with my kids is, I have to not think about because I really want to enjoy that time because it goes so quick. Right. And then also, you know, getting better at your work. And I'm not talking about getting better at writing or getting better at video, but really getting better at how you work and mm-hmm. being the most efficient that you can, I think, is key for all of us. I'm not good at it yet. Right. But that's something we're trying to work on. Well, and too, for small business owners, like for me, you know, working out of your home, like you need to dedicate a certain right. location where it is just work because you lose productivity and it kind of ruins like the sacred places of your house. Like if you're working in your bedroom or working in your oh, living yeah. room, you know, the focus isn't there. So if you can just have a dedicated office and space that you go to and that you work there, you know, I think that can really help early on. And then you can get up from work. And right. And leave. Right. Yep. Yep. Right. Absolutely. I love that. So employees, we talked a little bit about employees. Yep. Love them. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. My favorite quote that I tell people is if I didn't have employees, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> but that would only last for about a week because then we would be shut down. That's right. Because I couldn't live here without Melissa, Allie, Jeff, John. I mean, they've just done so much for us. But we talked a little bit of how we want to appreciate them, how to keep them happy. But let's talk about how you get them. Right. How do you get the right ones? Yeah. You definitely have to know what you're looking for going in. So... What I knew I needed was a professional writer who would read my work and could make sure that there are no typos and there's nothing wrong and that we can strengthen the work, right? Because while I'm a strong writer, it's always better to have two people looking at content. And so I went through MSU um, through their program and listed the job online. And it was after summer kind of had already started. So it was it's a paid internship, paid job. Where, where did you list it on MSU just so people? Um, I guess I contacted the MSU internship coordinator cool. program. And they have a portal online. Um, I'm sure if people wanted to, they could contact me and I can give them the right contact information. Because we both use it, we just can't remember what Right, it's yeah, I don't know what it's <laughs> called, but um, wrote up a listing and was very specific about what I was looking for and the type of work that I expected and how important deadlines were. That's my biggest thing. Is I don't care when you work, but I have to have my content back by a certain time. Yeah, because right? you told the client. Absolutely. They need it for their website or yep. whatever, yeah. Yep. So that's the first process. Then it's getting all the applications and the cover letters and sorting through that, right? Um, just a heads up to anyone listening who's trying to get a job. If it's for writing and editing, don't have any typos in your cover letter, please. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot tell you how many did, which is just, it was, it's ridiculous. And the next line was, oh, I pay, you know, my biggest strength is my attention to detail, right? Well, you have a typo. Yeah, right. Anyway, I shouldn't be so harsh, but. Well, no, that's (laughs) that's not hard. It just seems common sense to me. Right. The two people I, I hired two different, um, employees and one is a professional writing major at MSU so she is my writer she focuses on um you know all the grammar everything making sure everything's just perfect um and that has been a huge help not only for producing content for myself but just double checking everything that we send out 
The other intern is a marketing and business major. And that has been awesome because the thing that I was lacking was focus on social media. And she helps our blog. She writes as well, which is great. She's a very creative person. Um, So to have that two-sided team has been so, so fun. Um, In terms of hiring, you know, going through the interview process, I asked them like over 20 questions, right? Just trying to get to know them, getting to know their work style. What are their goals? Why do they want this internship? What are they trying to learn? Um, And then actually giving them work to do before you hire them. So sending them a piece of content that I had purposely put errors in, sending that to them and saying, please edit this and tracking those changes so you can see what they did. Right. Then I asked, I gave them both a blog topic and said, I want to see a test blog. So 300 to 500 word blog and I can get a feel for their writing and their style um, and their ability to follow instruction and meet deadlines. Right. Yeah. So that, that really helped me. Yeah. Yeah. And just, Having a little bit of time to get to know their personality. Um, there's definitely people that I interviewed that was like, oh, it just doesn't really fit. I don't think our working style works yeah. totally well. Um, and then just making sure that you keep in contact with them. Like every week we have a meeting about, okay, this is your objectives for this week. We have a content calendar that has their deadlines, lists all of their jobs. Um, and then I'm a big proponent of when they do something wrong, give them correction and guidance but yeah. in a positive way and then always always give them praise and thank them for their hard work yeah and i have to remember to do that too we get so busy and, and our staff is so good here and they do such great work and sometimes there's things that i right. need to you know tell them you know whatever but you know with so many clients sometimes i forget just to say hey you know that's thanks a lot for doing this and that's right. super important well and you can do it really simply sure. so if they send you an email with content just saying, wow, this rocks. Exactly. I really appreciate yeah. it. That's all it takes. Um, yeah, and yeah. the the goal, I mean, they're so early on in their career that you really want to cultivate that yeah. and show that, hey, there are jobs out there where you can be appreciated because I've had jobs where you're not appreciated and it makes work really, really hard. Yeah, right? what so. about all this that I did? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yep. That's awesome. I love that interview, interview process. It's, you know, I, I would never make it with, with you. I, would, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even get past the cover letter or the email. Oh. It would be terrible. So, well, that's awesome. Thanks. So now let's go to the quick uh, last few questions here. We'll just zoom right through these and lots of valuable information, Amanda. So thanks a lot for all that uh, before. It's just been, I love talking to people like you and just hearing their story, especially your passion. I just, it's just so inspiring to me to see that there's people like you out there. So well, thank you. It's been for, fun. So what, what is your favorite place to eat or drink in this area, but doesn't have to be, but. Okay. So I like eating out yes. and I like trying out new restaurants. So I have four for you. And oh my gosh. Yeah. So Lansing, where I end up always going is the Soup Spoon Cafe. Oh, I love that place. Their breakfast, top notch. Amazing. Right? I had something, uh, poached egg with oh, uh, holiday yeah. sauce. Oh or yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Deadly. Eggs Benedict. So yeah, good. that's what, yeah. Oh yeah. Deadly. Um, Okemos is Thai princess. It doesn't look great on the outside. It's just in a little strip mall over by Walmart, I think in Okemos. Thai princess. But such good Thai food. It is just wonderful. And it's beautiful inside. You just have to get past the strip mall look on the outside. Is it the one, is it where, um, like the battery places and the Mexican restaurant across from the bank? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Very, okay. very good. Cool. It's near Meridian Mall. Okay. Jackson is Clavon's. If yeah. you want delicious pizza oh or burgers, gosh. so, so good. Clavon's is so good in Jackson. And my all-time favorite restaurant, I think in Michigan, I haven't found a place I like better, is in Chelsea. And it is called the Common Grill. 
Yes. The best bread, the steak, oh, the buttermilk chicken. Anyway, yeah. it's like nine in the morning and I'm hungry already. Yeah, so. yeah. that common <laughs> grill has been around for a long time yeah. in Chelsea. And, it's um, awesome. Kind of famous in oh, a yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Really nice place to, you know, uh, to go for a nice dinner. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a dress up and, you yeah. know, you're going to pay 25 bucks a plate, but it's good. Yeah. Boy, I'm starving right now. Thanks. <laughs> I think I had, a, I had a banana for breakfast, so I need something more. Nice. What's your favorite quote? I, I like quotes. I'm, I used to be, I was a teacher uh, for 14 years. I used to hang quotes up and pass out quotes. I was that guy. Yeah. But well, I like I, I was that girl, so yeah. it's okay. <laughs> All right. So this quote, I'm going to have to read it because it's a little longer, but it has a lot of meaning for me. I came across it um, when I was still at my previous job and I was having, you know, I wasn't happy there. And then I was really in the place where I was debating, you know, do I start a business now or do I wait till later in my career? You know, what do I do? And I came across this quote, and I, I posted it on Instagram the day that I made the decision that, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this leap. I like that story so, so far. Okay, I'll read it now. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's, it's by Hugh Laurie, and it says, It's a terrible thing, I think, in life to wait until you're ready. I have this feeling now that actually no one is ever ready to do anything. There is almost no such thing as ready. There is only now. And you may as well do it now. Generally speaking, now is as good a time as any. Wow, that's a good quote. Yeah, I gives like me it. chills. I know. <laughs> so you knew, and you read that, and then you posted it, and that was it. Yeah, that was that was the day that I said, "Okay, putting in my notice, and we're starting this thing." That's so, awesome. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. That's great. Yeah. I want I want I want to read that again. So. All right. If you could meet and have dinner with any business owner, who would it be and why? Besides me, because we're talking oh, right, now. right now. I know that was on your list, but you got to cross that, that one I out. know. I had to cross that one out. Bummer. Um, so the founder of the Content Marketing Institute, and he also wrote Epic Content Marketing, and his name is Joe Polizzi. And he his book is fantastic if you're looking to learn about how to create quality content. And their entire organization, they're really the, the first organization that published all of this about, okay, what is content marketing? Where is it going? They kind of created that movement. Um, I just think it'd be really interesting to just sit and listen to all that he has to say yeah. about where, you know, how do businesses grow and where does content play in that, in that place? Cool. I like that. So what's the name of the, um, what's, what's his name again on the book? Joe Polizzi uh -huh. and it's Epic Content Marketing. Cool. Epic Content Marketing. Yep. Love it. What technology app and or software could you not live without? I think the one I use the most is honestly Google Docs. Yeah. Um, my team is all on it. My clients are on it. It's a great way to edit things. And I've had few, too many times where I've been working in Word, and it has crashed, yeah. and I've lost everything. So That's, that's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's like I, the biggest nightmare. Yeah, yeah, I just like having access to everything. I mean, that's a work one. You know, obviously, sure. fun, I'm on Instagram. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, too, because as, as technology savvy as we are here, and, you know, it. Just about six months ago, we started using Google Docs. Yeah. And it's awesome because before what we were doing is email and Word Docs oh, back yeah. and forth. How and many versions did you have oh and how God. many times did you get v2, lost? V2, V3, right? V4. Yeah. Which one is this? Is this the right, right one? And so now we just share documents across. Everybody types. You can see people while they're typing. It's really cool. Kind of fun. Kind of like creepy. To, but I like yeah. to type funny words in there. <laughs> nice. I don't have anything else to do. Oh, so that's what that was when you sent me that document. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me. Generally, it's going to be me for uh -huh. something like that in there. Well, Amanda, that's great. Um, Thank you so much for coming on today, um, and thank you for all you do for this area and the clients around Mid-Michigan. I think 
like other entrepreneurs that we've interviewed here, you're a part of reason why Lansing has been so successful over these last over this last year and a half that you've been in business. Right. So we appreciate that. We love seeing you out at networking events and other places. So don't be a stranger. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity. Somebody's out there going, man, I need content. I need it. I gotta yeah. I gotta hire this company. How do they get a hold of you? So the website is www.roughdraftsolutions.com. All the words are spelled correctly, so no R-U-F-F or anything. That would be cool. Rough draft. You could could start like a (laughs) grooming business. Right. Well, thank you. Okay. Um, My email is amanda at roughdraftsolutions.com. But any other contact, contact information you can get online too. Well, thanks again, Amanda. All right. Thank you. That was Amanda Washburn from Rough Draft Solutions on the Business Machine and learning from our mistakes. Thanks for listening in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, everybody.